mind, body, spirit. The martial arts are a way of life. Attack life, not others, is an insight into that life. With Sensei Tim Hoover. Last episode, we talked about pain and adversity, and everyone in life has adversity. They deal with hardship, but as we always say, hardship builds character. No one gets through this life without some hardship. Pain can be in the form of mental pain and anguish, and emotional and spiritual, but also physical. Today, we're talking about the physical. Pain is not necessarily always a bad thing. There can be good pain. There can be bad pain. We have a very special guest with us in studio today, as we also teased Trisha, Trisha Butinsky, welcome to the studio. Thank you. Hi, Sensei. Trish, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. I'm going to introduce you from more of a personal level, and then I think then Steve is going to bring a little bit more of your background and your education in. So I've known Trisha a long time, for about 16 years or so. She's a fourth degree black belt in our style. And on the mat and in the dojo and in life, you meet a lot of people who come and go. And there's a great saying that some people are in your life for a season. Some are in your life for a reason, and some are in your life for a lifetime. You are two out of those three. You have been in my life for a reason. I've learned a lot from you over the years, and you're also in my life for a lifetime. And I appreciate that. I appreciate your dedication, your hard work, and all the things that you taught me in reference to stretching and in healing, which is today's topic. I've watched you have two children and trained through it. And I've also watched you recover from two ACLs from your left and your right leg over that period of time. And it never slowed you down. You did the necessary things to recover quickly. And you were back, you know, just breathing jet fuel the way you always have. Uh, You're five foot, five foot one. The way you fight is the same way you live your life. You're all in it with both feet. You don't just live, you thrive. And I appreciate that because that's contagious. And it inspires others to do the same. So, um, Steve, now all the black and white stuff. Yeah, and then just to set this up so everyone listening knows, Tricia has a doctorate in physical therapy, the site manager of Good Shepherd Outpatient in McCungy, correct? Correct. Just outside Allentown, just north of Philly, for those listening throughout the nation, throughout the world. You've been with Good Shepherd for almost 20 years. I have, yeah. And you've been practicing physical therapy for 22. How you, You're too young to be doing that. What did you Thank start you. in like I was five. junior high? Yeah, I was five. So. Man, for real. <laughs> yeah. So you know your stuff. You've been around, you've seen it all, injuries and all kinds of things. Let's dive right into it. Okay. All right. Number one, pain. Mm-hmm. When one is experiencing physical pain, whether it's from an injury or overuse of something, how do you distinguish between good pain and bad pain? A good pain is what you would describe as muscle soreness. You would usually not experience it while you're actually doing the activity. It's usually the day after you, you know, your thighs are sore, your arms are sore from doing whatever workout you choose to do. A bad pain occurs while you're doing the activity and it's sharp. It takes your breath away. It's burning or it'll run down your leg or run down your arm. Those are things you need to stop, readjust, or just stop the activity completely because it's obviously doing something that your body doesn't like. And we need to listen to our bodies when we're doing whatever physical activity. Hold on, hold on. Um, What about uh, the kind of pain when my wife calls me a pain. <laughs> Should I stop doing everything well. and listen? Or what's the best way to deal with that kind well, of pain? Well, being that I have a husband, I would say yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's the, the big thing is that's also a sharp 
pain yes. as well. That so hurts stop. bad. Yeah, exactly. Trish, you probably know about this, but he's just on auto repeat with the uh, local florist. Like they have it delivered yeah, on a weekly yeah. basis. He doesn't even have to call anymore. That's, you know, it's very true. Yeah, flowers do flowers go are delivered away. to his yeah. wife. Just you know, my Absolutely. husband's still learning that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, stretching. Listen, how important is stretching, and why is it important to be flexible? Even if for those that don't do sports, they don't work out. Remind us how important it is to be flexible, at least. It's important for a lot of reasons. We need to be able to move. In order for you to be able to move through whatever range of motion you need your body to do, your muscles need to be able to be flexible enough to do that. You see these older women who have worn high heels their entire life. They've got great calves because, you know, they've been walking on their toes for 30 years. They've got great legs. But then when they take their shoes off, they have incredible pain because they can't put their heels down. Right. There's just not enough range of motion. Who came up with high heels in the first place? I have no idea, but I'm not a fan. Talking about that, in this particular subject matter, you can go back to an infant. You can go back to a baby. You can go back to a four-year-old like Grayson. You know, they're so flexible. Mm -hmm. I mean, what happens to us over a period of time? We turn into like stone. And when we talk about flexibility, we talk about how it is neglected but yet it is the fountain of youth and it's going to travel through and in your life all the way. And it's going to make a better life for you, especially now, since I'm 64 years old, the flexibility has, um, has a full range. Actually, it's more important than a punch and a strike. And it's kept me very healthy. So how do you get there? How do you keep that kind of discipline in your life? Do you stretch every day? Yeah. Okay. But your muscles don't grow. So that's like little kids. That's why they're so flexible. And then when they hit a growth spurt, you'll notice they cannot move until their muscles stretch to achieve whatever that bone length is. It has to stretch, and it's a slow, long process. All right, I have a question for you. It's cold Mm -hmm. out. It's supposed to be five degrees on Monday around here or whatever. So when you're in the dojo and you're coming in cold Mm -hmm. and also you're stressed out, we go right into stretching. Should we warm up first in some way? Should we get our body moving a little bit before we stretch? Yes, you'll stretch better if you're warm. But the problem is, is that you need to find a nice, gentle way to warm up. Say you would jump rope. That's very ballistic. It works well for a younger population, but an older population, that's not going to work for. They need to take a brisk walk. That will warm up your muscles enough to then get down in whatever surface you want to stretch on and stretch everything out. Now, should you stretch in the beginning and the end? Yes. And And each stretch that you're doing, each body part, you should stretch for how long? Ideally, you should hold them 20 to 30 seconds. But sometimes, you know, you stretch the same muscle in several different ways. So you can shorten it up a little bit and say, okay, I'm going to hold this one 10 seconds, and then you're going to do it again with a different stretch, the same thing. I'm still gaining flexibility, even though sometimes in class we blast through all the stretches, but we hit the same muscle four times in a different way. Well, you notice most recently the different way we're stretching is we're stretching through adding cardio, stretching, adding cardio for the first 20, 25 minutes. It's better. I do. I think it's better. And you know, it's a learned process through advice that I've taken from you. And I've also watched my body as well. When you say it's better, you mean not only is it better for your body, but it's safer as well. And you're making gains. Right. Performance levels better. Right, right, right. You're not just doing it to warm up. You're doing it so that you actually make gains in flexibility and you become more flexible over time by doing it the way you're now doing it. Right. And now we're breaking it up into small little groups like, all right, we're only stretching this portion. So you're really focusing on that section of your body so you give it a good stretch. Right, yeah. right. Before we leave the stretching world here, I know from bad habits of learning in my first system, Taekwondo, you know, 70% legs, what do you think they're going to do? You're going to stretch out your legs, your hips and everything. And we used to bounce our stretches. We bounce, 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 bounce. Never told it was wrong until I met you. And you kept saying, don't bounce, don't bounce, don't do that. That's the worst thing you can do. 
Why is that? Well, it can tear your muscles. Yeah. And not necessarily rip the whole muscle off of your bone, but you'll get little micro tears. And that can cause other injuries like tendonitis. It causes bleeding in the area, so you're going to have a bruise, and you're going to have more soreness. So if you take it slow and prolonged, you're actually going to get the benefit of the fibers stretching, and you won't get little tears that cause a lot of pain. You know what I've been doing lately, you'll appreciate this, is yin yoga. I don't do it all the time, but it's where you hold a pose for three to five minutes. I love it. Love it. You just sit in the pose and yeah. yeah. See, my mind would be too yeah. nuts with that. I you know I have to be. I mean, I get I, I get Trish's no, 20, I know you. twenty seconds, but right. five or ten minutes. I you know that's just slap me. But me you up. know what? I look at it as not just a physical. It's it's yoga, so it's no, mental it's as well. Dead, you sure. slow down your mind. I, yeah. Before we leave stretching, too. You know, we have these weekend warriors, right? Right. Which you're not. You're consistent in the way you train and and also your life. That's the worst thing in the world. Come in once a week. Stretch right. once a week. I mean, you do more damage. You got to have a consistent at least three, four days a week yeah. where you're- Some you're sort of activity. Yes, absolutely. And stretching is, is something that's required over a period of time that you're going to do several times a week, not just once a week. My right. God, that'll, you'll end up in the ER. Right. Know? Things that you want to get good at. And I think one of the things you should get good at is having quality of life, period. It requires daily work. It's a maintenance program. Right. And, um, you know, so that along with the stretching, you can always get hurt. It's a very physical art. You're constantly clashing into each other and so on. Whether you're on the ground and somebody's slowly moving your arm in an awkward position or you're standing up and you're driving that front kick and all of a sudden you feel something pop. How do you deal with injuries and pain and working back into 100%? Well, I think you need to figure out what the cause of your injury was. Was it something that you've been doing repeatedly? Is it a repetitive injury? Then you need to try to work around it so that you're not continuing. Well, if it's overuse and using it more, it's just going to exacerbate the problem, make it worse. Right. So you need to modify the activity. Let's talk about what are the most common. Tendonitis. That's an overuse injury. Okay. So, you know, you you start a new activity. Say you want to start doing push-ups. And you're doing like, you start off like, I'm going to do 100. Well, you know, you didn't really ease into the activity. Your body's not used to it. You're going to be sore. And then you do 100 the next day and 100 the next day. Your body wasn't prepared for it. It's considered an overuse injury. Wait, hold on. I have a question for you before mm-hmm. you go any further. So when you say overuse, is there any sense to having day on, day off, day on, day off, day yes. on, day off? Yes. So that does make sense. Mm-hmm. That allows your body to recover. So you don't want to hit it every day, the same muscle group and exhaust right. it. You want to have a day on and a day off. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so we're talking about injuries and you're talking about tendonitis. So I guess it all depends on exactly what caused the problem in the first place, like you said. But could you explain how you know continuing to stay active while you're dealing with an injury actually helps the healing process? Right. So you need to, one, find an activity that's not going to irritate whatever's bothering you. That way you can still make your heart work out. So you have increased blood flow. You need blood flow to get blood rushed to that area to help heal it. You need to bring oxygen to the area. You need to bring all the nutrients that your blood carries to that area to heal it. Am I correct? Anytime you deal with anybody, even if it's a, you know, Achilles or your foot or Mm -hmm. you have them do something cardio first, like a treadmill or bike or something. Right. And again, that's to get the blood flow, right? Right. If they can't put all their weight down, we'll have them walk in the pool because that takes a lot of your weight bearing off. You've got to get them walking or running in the pool or you've got to get them swimming or you got to get them on the bike or anything to get the blood flowing to get that area moving. Am I also correct in that when you have better cardio, it's twofold. Blood flow, number one, right. to the site of the injury or the part that needs to be healed. But also when you have better cardio, you just have endorphins moving through your body. You got better everything mm-hmm. going on. So 
pain doesn't bother you as much in the first place, right? Well, endorphins do mask the pain. So that's how a lot of people get through sporting events because the endorphins are running so high, they don't notice the pain. And then later they'll notice it. Later on, after, right. Now, what about um, you come home after a two-hour set? The knees are bothering you. You ice them? Yes. Okay. Why? Why ice and not heat? Because you're already, you know, they're inflamed. Yeah. So you don't want to bring more blood to the air. Heat attracts the blood. So use ice because it constricts the blood vessels. So it's going to shove out all that swelling. That's what you're feeling when you know okay. everything's tight. You're feeling more swelling. The next day or a day or two later, they say one to three days, then you go to heat because now you want to bring the blood flow in to flush out the swelling that's in there and bring in the good nutrients. Okay. So how long ice? 10 minutes? Four hours? No, no. That'll give you frostbite. So you want to do like 10, 15 minutes. You know, you have a nice cover on it. You don't want to stick, you know, a bag of peas right on your knee. You want to put like a pillowcase down and that'll protect your skin. So ice and then a day or two later is heat, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. That makes makes sense. All these things you just sometimes you just don't know. Now for you, you would think it's common sense. For me, I'm just, you know, forget it. So that's what I'll probably start doing. Trish, you got to come back. Okay. All right. I yeah, will. Thanks. And thanks again, you know, for being here and, you know, also dedicating yourself to martial arts, being in my life and sharing all the good stuff with so many other people in the school that do appreciate it. And I'm telling you from them that they do. Keep doing the good work. I will. Right. Thanks. thanks. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast. And for more on Sensei Hoover's way of life through the martial arts, go to hooverkarate.com. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. Creation, creation. Steve Mittman social media.com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com.